All right, everyone. So we did look up all the facts on this article. And this is from Britannica.com. So Bass School Disaster was a pair of bombings. It happened on May 18, 1927 of Bath Consolidated School in Bath Township, Michigan, U.S. It killed 38 school children. The perpetrator, Andrew Keogh, also killed five adults in addition to himself in the worst school massacre in American history. Keogh spent months before that event placing dynamite in the World War I explosive pyrotol under the flooring of the school. He murdered his wife a day or so before May 18th. On the day of the massacre, he used rigged explosives to destroy the buildings of the nearby farm moments before the explosives in the school were detonated by an, by an alarm clock at 9.45 a.m. Wow. The north wing of the school was destroyed in the explosion, and 36 children and two teachers were killed. Another child died nearly a year later. Approximately half an hour afterward, Keo drove his truck to the school. The backseat of the truck was loaded with metal debris piled up top of dynamite, and Keo fired a rifle into the back seat when he arrived at the school. The truck blew up, killing Keo. The school superintendent, two other adults, and a child who had escaped the school bombing. Rescue workers searching through the rubble of the school later found some 500 pounds of explosives in the south wing that had failed to detonate, suggesting that Keogh had intended to, to destroy the entire school. Keogh and his wife owned a farm in Bath Township, then a small rural community not far from Lansing. His neighbors described him as a tinkerer and a knowledgeable handyman, but indicated that he was an indifferent farmer. Bath Consolidated School had opened in 1922. The local property taxes had been, in, had been increased in order to pay for the new building. Keogh found the new levy to be a substantial burden. He was elected to the school board in 1924 and was named treasurer. In that position, he fought, sometimes unreasonably, to decrease school costs. In spring 1925, he was appointed to finish the term of the recently deceased township clerk, but he lost the position in the election the following year. You were right, Tom. It was reported that Keogh had ceased farming and had stopped making mortgage or insurance payments about a year before the massacre. And investigators found a sign wired to a fence on his farm with lettering that read, Criminals are made, not born. Bath Consolidated School was demolished and a new school, the James Cousins Agricultural School, opened in its place in 1928. The school was torn, torn I'm sorry, <clears throat> was torn down in 1975 and a park was created on the site focused on the cupola of the original school building. An account of the disaster, Bath Massacre, America's first school bombing by Arnie Bernstein was published in 2009. And it says... You know, like that he used dynamite, uh, ammonium, nitrate, 
Wow. You know what he probably used was fertilizer. That's terrible. You know that first number of fertilizer is the nitrogen accent. Uh, well, yeah, because I used to uh, do. Oh yeah. I used see. to lay um, pesticides fertilizer, and I never realized how explosive it was until I fell on the machine and the um, the liquid fertilizer. I'm sorry, the liquid pesticide dripped down to the dry fertilizer from the bucket, and it started to um, smoke. That was underneath the machine. I was freaking out, but yeah, that's crazy. Then Paul actually told me that in other countries, like when he was like in Iraq, that's how they used to make bombs too. It's fertilizer. Yeah. It's that first number on there though, right? The first number is the nitrogen content. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so we have not got the whistling on recording yet. So we've heard it a number of six times. Three times, I'm sorry, so six whistles, three separate times. And it's three, three, three. Yeah. So we figured it was someone at this house, like I said earlier, across from us. But I yelled out to them several times, like, if you want us to leave, just tell us to go. And no one said anything. We definitely think it's spirit by now. Yeah. Because when you were talking to shadow walked across the street there I don't, I don't yeah know. Tom's seen a few shadows and he's seen a shadow through this wooded line that back there it wasn't a shadow that was like orange so I don't know but I seen a shadow right right up there in front and then I seen one come up about the middle of the street and disappear how long in between were these whistles well we got here what just before 12 yeah it's one oh three. Forty-five minutes apart Probably like 45 minutes apart, you'd say, at least, right? Because so, we got here about 15 or about 15 before midnight. And we heard it when we first pulled up. And then we just heard it about, what, 10 minutes ago? And a cop circled us once and never came and asked us about anything. So that was strange. I thought for sure he would question us. So, well... I guess we'll try another recording by like 1.40 and see if we can hear anything. Yeah. Right? Because it's 1.04 now. Yeah. So it is March 20th. And that wind is just, whew, it goes right through you. Tom yeah. got out. Yeah, it's picking up. I got my stupid finger on the picture underneath your truck, so I'm going to have to delete those. <laughs> oh. All right, go ahead and start from the beginning. How, what you were just saying. Yeah, I always sit there and wonder if there is stuff, like when you die, or do we just, the light that burns out, or do we actually have an afterlife? Because a lot a lot of people ask us, why do these spirits stay behind? That's a question we can't answer. We don't know why some stay behind and some don't. But are they really behind, or are they just in another dimension? Yeah. I, I don't know. Are they just in between time that we know? That, is there another time slot? Is there another something in between? We that's I wonder the same thing though. I'm like, when I die, am I just like gone and uh, like I, nothing? And I do know for a fact that some of my past relatives have come and checked on us. I had my wife's mom pulled my lights off my wall one night, and I and I seen my wife's sister Janet like three months at my house after she passed away. Uh, but um, I don't know a lot of you know. Like, 
a lot of things we can't answer, you know. And we and we, you try to get the spirits to talk, and there's a lot of things they don't like to talk about, you know. So. Yeah, I think everybody wonders what what will happen, and that's what scares people the most. Like, am I gonna feel pain? What am I gonna see? You know, am I gonna be by myself? Am I just gonna just die and then just there be black like you know lights out and another note to make that uh paranormal all just vision you might smell a scent from years ago like the the perfume they used to use those like rose petals and, and uh, sugar water you might smell that scent or you might smell a scent of an old timey cigar or pipe that we can write off as being paranormal it's not just all sight you got your you got your three senses. you hear stuff you smell stuff and you see stuff it's just however they want to come and show, however they want to come and talk to you. And the third eye. Yep. If it's opened. And I'm a strong believer if you had a near-death experience, your third eye is open bigger, wider than normal. Yep. For sure, because you already... And that's the thing, like, people describe, like, what they seen or, like, what they felt when they die and then come back. So I actually have a great story about my mother-in-law. She just told me, like, let's see, my mom will be gone 10 years in May. So she probably told me this about five years ago. But I asked Paul, um, you know, my husband, if he thinks that, you know, his mom, Sue, would get on and talk to me about this. And he said, yeah. <clears throat> he said, I think, I think she would. But I'm going to tell you when I, after, because I don't want to spoil it because I want her to tell it. Hello everyone, good evening. It is currently March 19th. Tom and I are out at Bath City Massacre location in Bath City, Michigan. It's 11.52 p.m., so it's right before the 20th, and Tom is running his spirit box. We did get three loud whistles at us. We don't know if that was the living or spirit, but we're just kind of hanging out to see Tom has the spirit box going right now. So we're going to we're going to listen and see what we get. Is there is there anybody here with us any spirit people? to communicate. We do want to say how sorry we are for what happened. And for our listeners, um, the Bass City Massacre happened, I believe, 1929. And a janitor went crazy. And was it in the basement he placed the bomb? I don't know underneath the steps of the school, was it? Was it? Underneath the steps or something, but he blew up the school. And a lot of kids died. I mean, it's very, very tragic. It's one of the most tragic things that happened here. You can look it up. It's Bath City Massacre in Bath City, Michigan. We are off Main Street, where the memorial is. Turn it down a little bit so they can hear us over there. My Facebook won't work out here. No? No, it says I'm not connected. 
So, is this recording right now? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, put it on. We'll put it right out. Get rid of this damn static stuff. Would anyone like to communicate with us? Is there any children? Of the spirit box better than a phone for this because it's more believable, but that's static, it's on a lot of people's nerves, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it gives people headaches. Yeah. So, Tom's gonna hook it out to its phone now. Are you gonna play um, Necrophonics? Necrophonics. So, for our listeners, Necrophonics is actually a very cool app. Um, a lot of people will talk shit about apps. And say, oh, they're not believable. But we get quite a bit of responses. I give it about a, I give it about an 85, 90% rating. Yeah. At my house, it never shuts up. I mean, at my house, it never goes off, but at Eloise, it never shuts up. Good evening. Would anyone like to communicate? We are so sorry what happened. Oh, you're getting some. No. No. No what? Help me. What do you need help with? How do I twist like No, you're younger than me. You probably know more about this than I do. I bet you the batteries in here are dead. I gotta replace them. Are we speaking to any children? So who are we speaking to right now? Thomas here. Is there a Thomas here? Yeah, I gotta replace the batteries in it. Gotta understand when I when I'm hearing something like this, I'd rather you stay in the truck. Where uh, is that whistling coming from? I don't know. Can you whistle again? 
Whistle if you want us to leave. Wow, that's crazy. It's, it's three times. Three you times each time. It's three times and it stops. Three times and it stops. You think that's a living? I don't know. I, just, <coughs> I don't know. You'd think by now they'd show themselves if they were living. If you want us to leave, whistle again. If you're a living person, show yourself, please. That is fucking creepy. It's three times and it stops. Three times and it stops. One more time. Whistle for us if you want us to leave. I can't do it as loud. Freaky. Yeah. And it's three times and it stops. Three times and it's and they're all evenly spaced apart. Do you notice that? Yeah. This is the third time we've gotten three whistles. Yep. It's like a cuckoo clock almost. Yeah. This time it got closer though. Yeah. Do you do you think it was coming from my side or your side? Your side. I wanna say it's coming from that house right there, but then it sounded like I got closer, you know what I'm saying? And if it was living, we'd see him. The last one was closer, or he just whistled louder, you know what I'm saying? If you want us to stay, whistle again. Nothing. I mean, you would think that if they wanted us to leave. Yeah. Is anyone living out here with us? If you are whistling and you want us to leave, just tell us to go. I want to confirm that this isn't living. Hello? Unless it's just someone fucking with us. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's creepy. Well, we'll just sit here and wait for it again, I guess. All right, go ahead and start from the beginning. How, what you were just saying. Yeah, I always sit there and wonder if there is stuff, like when you die, or do we just, the light that burns out, or do we actually have an afterlife? Because a lot, a lot of people ask us, why do these spirits stay behind? That's a question we can't answer. We don't know why some stay behind and some don't. But are they really behind? Or are they just in another dimension? I, I don't know. Are they just in between time that we know? Is there another time slot? Is there another something in between? We that's. I wonder the same thing though. I'm like, when I die, am I just like gone? And uh, like I, nothing? And I do know for a fact that some of my past relatives have come and checked on us. I had my wife's mom pull my lights off my wall one night and I... And I seen my wife's sister Janet like three months at my house after she passed away. Uh, but um, 
I don't know a lot of you know a lot of things we can't answer you know and we and we, you try to get the spirits to talk and there's a lot of things they don't like to talk about you know so yeah I think everybody wonders what what will happen and that's what scares people the most like am I gonna feel pain what am I gonna see you know am I gonna be by myself am I just gonna just die and then just there be black like you know lights out and another note to make that uh paranormal just vision you might smell a scent from years ago like the the perfume they used to use those like rose petals and, and uh, sugar water you might smell that scent or you might smell a scent of an old timey cigar or pipe that we can write off as being paranormal it's not just all sight you got your you got your three cents you hear stuff you smell stuff and you see stuff it's just however they want to come and show, however they want to come and talk to you. And the third eye. Yep. If it's opened. And I'm a strong believer if you had a near-death experience, your third eye is open bigger, wider than normal. Yep. For sure, because you already... And that's the thing, like, people describe, like, what they seen or, like, what they felt when they die and then come back. So I actually have a great story about my mother-in-law. She just told me, like, let's see, my mom will be gone 10 years in May. So she probably told me this about five years ago. But I asked Paul, um, you know, my husband, if he thinks that, you know, his mom, Sue, would get on and talk to me about this. And he said, yeah. <coughs> he said, I think, I think she would. But I'm going to tell you when I, after, because I don't want to spoil it, because I want her to tell it. 